Beam Babe. Welcome to the Beam Life Podcast, where we are all about honoring your truth, prioritizing your passions, and unlocking your potential. Let's go. I'm your host, Caitlin, and it's my calling in life to create this community of like-minded, kick-ass women ready to make moves and live a life they are obsessed with. So if you're ready to be everything and more, babe, let's get this party started. Hey, Lanise, how are you? Welcome to the Beam Life Podcast. I'm super excited to have you today. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited for this conversation. I've been excited for a really long time. So thank you so much for having me. Yes, yes. And we connected in a Facebook group. And and then ever since then, I've just been, you know, enamored by what you do, because I think it's fascinating. But also your style is so great. For those of you just <laughs> you. listening and not watching the video, she looks amazing today. She has these like fierce white glasses and awesome yellow earrings. So totally work in the camera today for all of you listeners. But Lenise, tell us a little bit more, a little bit more about yourself and who you are. Okay. Hi, everybody. My name is Lenise. I am on Instagram and all across the world as the love cheerleader. And I'm just really excited about the work that I do. So I'm actually, I do a lot of things. I'm an author, I'm a speaker. Um, and I'm a heartbreak coach. And so I help I help women um, heal past heartbreak so that they can regain their confidence and have freedom. And so um, I've been doing this now for a really long time. Um, I didn't even realize it. I actually probably started in like middle school, a friend told me, and I was like, middle school? What did I know about doing that? But um, <laughs> it's just been something I've always been doing. And I never realized I was doing it until I was faced with my own heartbreak. And um, the teacher had to become the student. And so that's how we got here. I love that. And I, I also just love the name Love Cheerleader. It's such like a, it's like, I want to be friends with this person. Who doesn't love a love cheerleader, right? Right. Everyone needs so, me in their life. <laughs> you, always, always. Even if we're happy in love, we need a love mm-hmm. cheerleader. Yes. So how did you become a heartbreak coach? I know you just gave us like a little bit of a, um, you know, surface level, but tell tell me a little bit more about like How did you exactly get this title of Heartbreak Coach? Absolutely. So like I said, I've been doing it probably since like middle school, high school. Um, I did it in college. And it was really a lot of people would just come to me and ask me questions when they were dealing with heartbreak or just any type of thing in their relationship. And so I would help people through it, really wanted to help them just, you know, get to where they needed to be. And if they were dealing with a breakup, I was the one that they always came to all the time. And it was like, they were like, I have a breakup. I need to call Anise. And so I was like, okay call me. And so that's really what happened. Um, So I was always helping people through it. I didn't really know I was the heartbreak coach, but that's what I was. Um, So I was helping people, helping people. And then I ended up going through my own divorce. So after five years of marriage, I get Mm. divorced and everybody is like watching me because I was the person they went to when they were dealing with heartbreak. So everybody's now watching me seeing, how are you going to handle this? Like, are you okay? And so I took like a year to heal. And then people started asking me, can you help me heal past my heartbreak? And I was like, okay. So I was just like helping people. And that's how it got started. Um, I was just really helping people after I got through my own divorce. And then I was like, you know, more people need this because this is such a very hush-hush topic. People don't talk about it. They just say, oh, you went through a heartbreak. You'll get over it. And I'm like, but what does that mean? Like, 
help me out. Give me a little something to like, what do I do? And so, um, so that's how I became the, the, um, the love cheerleader, but that's how I actually got into heartbreak coaching. And I absolutely love what I do because there isn't anybody actually explaining and like removing the veil to talk about it. And so I really enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's such a fascinating thing. Cause like you said, I think people feel like two ways about heartbreak. It's like, mm-hmm. it's either so disarming that they're like upset and grieving. And it's just this intense thing that they feel like has totally shot their confidence and they're never going to be able to date again. Or it's like, I'm over you. I'm going to go and I'm going to do this like, you know, revenge body and this whole thing. Right. (laughs) So I like that you bring heartbreak to the table to talk about in a way that not only empowers women to heal properly, but Mm -hmm. to also give them some support that maybe their friends and girlfriends wouldn't. Like I know that when anyone is getting together with their friends, they're like, oh, screw him. Or, you know, they, they didn't, they didn't deserve you. And that Mm -hmm. doesn't help, right? Like those things don't help us heal. Um, It feels good. And sometimes we need to do that, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. help us. So why, like what makes you so you're obviously good at it. You've been doing it for a long time, but what makes you passionate about doing this? Um, for me, the passion came because I knew what it was like to not have a me in my life. Right. So like I, when mm. I was going through divorce, I didn't really have anybody. I had like one person that could really help me, but they were like in the background. Right. So like out of my family and my friends, I was literally the first one going through this. Um, and then, you know, especially my friend group, like Nobody really knew what to do. It was like, you're the guinea pig for everybody else. And I just knew what that felt like. And I was like, how did I become the guinea pig? (laughs) But I was the guinea pig for everybody. And nobody really could help me, right? Like, my parents have been married. Um, On Monday, they'll be married um, 41 years. And um, a lot of people in my family, I know, I'm like, y'all been doing it for 41 years. I love it. Um, but then like a lot of people in my family are married. And so they were really, you know, sympathetic to what was going on with me and really wanted me to heal, but they couldn't tell me anything, right? Like they had not gone Mm. through it. So I really was like that one that like people were like whispering, like, what is she going to do? Like, what's going to happen? And I was like, I don't know. I need help, but nobody could really tell me what to do. So I have a huge passion for it because people don't talk about it. It's so hush hush. People are just like whispering, like you walk into a room and they're like, oh my gosh, like, is she okay? And they're like watching your every move and you're like, I'm fine. No need to do that. (laughs) And so um, I just really want people to heal. Yeah, I just really want people to heal because there's so many things that people don't talk about that happens with like as a result of heartbreak and that you don't even realize. I didn't even realize it in the moment. And I'm like, I really want to help people from the beginning so that they don't spiral off into things that they really don't want to be a part of and things that they don't even want that outcome for them. And so I just really am passionate about it. Every time somebody's dealing with a heartbreak, I'm like, can I help you? Because I want you to be great. I don't want you to like go through things that you don't need to go through. Let me help you out. And so I'm always trying to help people. Yeah. Let me ask you because um, I'm always so curious. I definitely could have used you for sure going through my divorce. I mean, like, I'm like, where was Lanise then? Right. Um, But do you ever work with also, because here's what was interesting. So I was the one that made the decision to leave my marriage. So in, in, the world, they would call me the heart 
breaker, right? Mm-hmm. But I still grieved that breakup, mm-hmm. not because I was, you know, um, upset with my decision, but I mourned what I thought was going to be for my life, right? Right. So do you ever work with also the heartbreaker too? I do. I do. Because a lot of things, um, you know, they go through a lot of the same things, but different, right? So they might, they go through a lot of the same things, but then they go through a completely different path, right? Um, And the the biggest thing is they have to learn to forgive themselves. And so I work with people Mm. through that. And then, you know, it's, it's a thing, right? Like you really need to forgive yourself when you go through that. So I help them to actually forgive themselves. But then how do you gain confidence in yourself when you're the one that did it, right? So you're looked as the person like, oh, you broke their heart, but you still have to get confidence and you still need to go back out there and actually be you again. So it is um, definitely some grieving and some healing that can happen on that end. And so I love to work with people on both sides. Yeah, I love that. So it's it's like um, <laughs> not being judged, right? And I think that's so right. huge. What you said is forgiving yourself, and that was really having a child and being the one going through a divorce. We owned a business. That was like a big thing for me, as I felt so guilty for so long. But then mm-hmm. I was like, you know, if my daughter was in this position coming to me. And she was in feeling unhappy in the same way I was like, I would never want anyone to feel that way. Right. And so while the decision was difficult, I was like, this is what needs to be. And it, and it took so much time and I sure as hell wish I had had a love cheerleader in my corner. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you don't realize it until you're on the other side. So yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Why is it so important? You mentioned it a little bit and why you like to you know, work with, with people, women right at sort of the beginning of this phase, but why is it important to face heartbreak kind of head on and get, you know, some healing from the beginning on it? So it was, it's really important because we're now like you go through the heartbreak and then you're out there in the world, right? But if you don't deal with that heartbreak, you are literally like bleeding on everybody that had nothing to do with any parts of your of you getting your heart broken, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like somebody may talk to you, you might snap at them. Um, you might go from, you might like go to work and then you're snapping at people and people are like, what is going on with you, right? Because they don't know what's <laughs> happening when you're at home. They don't know, like you may have been in the bathroom crying or you may have been in your car crying. Like they don't know these things. And so it's really, really important that you just kind of get a handle over it and really understand what's happening. Because it can go bad. Like I have seen it go bad when people don't talk about what's happening. They really don't have that safe space. So it's like people at work are, re- are reminding yeah. them of their marriage and they're like, leave me alone. Like, I don't want to talk about this right now. So then you can snap at people that way. Um, so any little thing could be like a trigger. And when you don't address it, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And the next thing you know, it's like no one wants to be around you anymore. You may have like lost an opportunity at work or with the business or whatever it might be, all because you couldn't really handle what was happening and you couldn't communicate it out. Um, and a lot of times we're just holding on to things still. So it makes it even harder because we're still like holding on. We don't want to let it go. So it's so important that we tackle it because you can only wear a mask for so long. Yeah. And at some point it gets hot under that mask. As we all know with COVID, after a oh, while yeah. wearing a mask, you're like, it's hot. Can I take this off? Like, <laughs> ooh, can I breathe? Like I will oh, get yeah. some water just so I can breathe. And so the same thing is with heartbreak, you know, like we're like, 
you need to do something like take the mask off and actually like understand what's going on, but then be able to communicate it out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that you said this so much. It <laughs> reminds me of, you know, I I owned a gym with my ex and we had a ton of members. And when we were going through our divorce or I separated, we didn't tell anyone at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, and it was very secret. And I was doing exactly what you're talking about. I would just either randomly tear up and bawl my eyes out or I would snap and, you know, you can't do that at clients. That's like not mm-hmm. acceptable. And they had no idea what I was going through. But later when it came out, I had people reach out to me being like, oh, that's why you were so different. Or this <laughs> is why this, mm-hmm. you know, you." and I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know how to process it. I didn't know how to deal with it because again, I felt shame. You know, I felt so right. much guilt for doing what I was doing. And I felt like I was letting so many people down. Um, and so it's so important. I wholeheartedly agree with you to get the support you need and to be able to have a place that's safe to right. let your emotions out and talk and have a structure, right, on how to start this healing process. Right. And I wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, for me, I um, I was just scared to tell people. And so for me, it was like telling my dad, right? I didn't want to disappoint my dad. I didn't mm-hmm. want my dad to be like, what happened? Like, I just didn't really want that. Like, it was really weird because I like had told my mom already. And, you know, I didn't want to disappoint her either. But it was like something about my dad. I was like, ah, I don't want to disappoint my dad. And so when I finally did tell my dad, I'm like bawling crying my mom is like do you want me to tell your dad what's going on and I was like all I could do is like shake my head because I was like I can't talk right now (laughs) because it was just tears and I just I couldn't do it and so finally she told him and he was just like why why did you think you would disappoint me and I had to realize that's what a lot of people felt Mm. like they were like why did you feel like you were going to disappoint me like you had to do what was best for you and what's best for you is what's best for you right so you just have to do it and so I had to learn that um once I could understand that like you just need to talk about it and talk through it then everything is fine because everybody's going to feel like it was your decision you had to do what's best don't worry about how it may look on the outside you have to choose you and that's the biggest thing a lot of people don't choose them until it's too late and then they're like I waited too late and I'm like well you took a long time (laughs) but um we can get through that right (laughs) like it took a little longer than you could have but I I definitely help people through that because I know I took a long time right so I joke with people about it because it kind of lightens the load a little bit but I've been in their shoes where you're like oh I'll you know I'll, I'll wait or it's okay and then you look up and you're like oh my gosh it's been five years like what were you waiting yeah. on like everything was in front of you to leave and to not you know like to choose you and to not worry about other people and so um, I try to make it a little lighthearted with people um, but I definitely understand oh yeah I mean it's easier to see just like heartbreak when you're on the other side of it but when you're mm-hmm. in it you know, those weeds are tall and it's, Mm -hmm. it's hard to see through and it feels like you're so stuck and that you're like, well, I've made my bed. I'm just going to lie in it kind of thing. Exactly. And yeah, it's, it's so important to be able to have a, a sounding board and, and all that. So for women going through a breakup who are listening or who are considering breaking up, um, what are some first steps that you kind of help your clients with in the very beginning when they're going through this heartbreak? 
Um, so the very first thing that I work with them on is acknowledge that they're hurt, right? Acknowledge like, okay, this is hurtful mm. because a lot of times we don't acknowledge it and then we just sit in it for so long, right? But I'm not going to lie to people. It was hard for me, right? Like it was hard to do that. Um, but this is a step that a lot of people like to skip, right? They don't want to acknowledge they're hurt. Um, that they just don't want to acknowledge it for whatever reason. They're like, I'm not hurt. I'm not hurt. And I'm like, it's okay to say you're hurt, right? If you're hurt, you're hurt. It's perfectly fine. Mm. No one's going to judge you for it. But the first thing is just acknowledging that you're hurt. Um, that is the very first thing that I tell people to do. Um, and then also the next thing I tell people to do is communicate with people who can help you in this season. Um, cause you're walking into a brand new season. You don't know what it looks like. Um, so just have people in your corner who can actually help you. And it could be that they're not, you know, they're not going to judge you. They're not biased about anything. They just genuinely want to be there for you. So acknowledge that you're hurt, but then communicate only with those who can actually help you. Because if you start communicating with people who are going to be like, I don't know why you did this. You should have never did it. Like, <laughs> don't talk to them. Like, <laughs> like they're not going right. to help you at all. Like you need positive people and they don't necessarily yes. have to agree with your decision. They just need to be able to support you in this new season that you're going to be in, because that's the biggest thing that, that you need is just support. You don't need somebody running back to your ex saying, oh, she said, and you know, like you don't need that. You just need somebody that you can naturally talk to and just tell them how you feel. Um, and then I'll give you one more. And if yeah. you, wanna, you know, the last one I said is just trust that you do deserve to heal and that you will heal. Um, mm. Because a lot of times we don't trust that we can actually make it to the other side, right? But you can't even heal until you start to trust that you deserve to heal. And so I definitely tell people to like, let's start trusting that you deserve to heal. Like, even though it doesn't matter what side of the coin it was on, whether you made that decision or they made that decision, you do deserve to actually heal from this. And so I walk people through that. Uh, I love that. <laughs> I hope y'all were listening, all right? <laughs> I hope y'all were listening to those amazing tips um, because it's so true. I, I think especially having those people in your corner, you know, I I had that exact drama where I had this girl who I thought was my friend and was going back and running her mouth and doing all this stuff. And, you know, it doesn't make anything better. Um, it just really not, not for for me it made me feel like i've lost a friend and like untrustworthy space and then it was like unnecessary drama being stirred up and you know knowing that you can have the right people in your corner and i love that you said that they don't have to agree with you because there are some people who just don't believe that divorce is the answer or breaking up is the answer and that's okay right mm -hmm. but as long as they can support you and not judge you and your decision then it it's a great person to be able to have as a partner as a sounding board to get you through this little sticky spot so those were three amazing tips, but especially having, having some people that you can call, um, you know, when it's lonely or you second guess yourself or you're like, maybe I shouldn't do this or whatever. Um, can I give one now, more? We've talked a little bit. Oh, please. Yes. I'm sorry. I just thought away. of one more and I was like, oh, I really want to share this one more. So I'll give one more as like a bonus. Um, so the last one I'll say is just love it. Think about what you say to yourself, right? And this is something that I have to work with people on all the time. And so I'm going to give this to your listeners like as a little free little nugget. Um, watch what you say. To, <laughs> watch what you say to yourself, right? So if you say negative things to yourself, your brain doesn't know the difference, right? So you have to make sure that you're saying positive things to yourself 
Because if you keep saying negative, your brain doesn't know you're just having a bad day. Your brain doesn't know that. Your brain is just going to take that in and you're start you're going to start believing those negative things. So start saying positive things about yourself and watch how it change like it transforms everything. So that's the last piece I'll say and just yeah. give that away like a little free nugget. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, you've got to really pay attention to those thoughts because so many of them are like secret little ninjas. We don't even know they're there, right? But we've said it to ourselves a million times that we just are in the habit of saying this bad thing. And it's crazy how I, you know, as a life coach, I work with women on doing mirror work or affirmations. And it's really difficult for a lot of women that I work with to when they're starting off to find one thing nice to say about themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And they've been so covered up and and it's so easy to say bad things about ourselves, but we would never it's hard to find the good. So I love that you said that and so important not only for hard seasons of breakup, but just life in general. We need to pay attention mm-hmm. to those thoughts. We really do. I mean, it's totally. so important. Like you can have a busy day at work, right? But you keep saying negative things and you're like, well, you like, you're never going to get over it. So you have to just continuously reinforce yeah. those positive things. Totally. I, um, we've talked a lot about, you know, the heartbreak part of it, but I want to talk about, so let's say someone's kind of healed from heartbreak mm-hmm. and they're like, thinking about going back into the dating world. And for some people that might be a month and for others, it could be years, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's when you're ready, there is no normal. It's everyone's on their own journey. But going back out into the dating world can be really scary, Um, especially if you have been the one that's been hurt multiple Mm -hmm. times or maybe in a really big way. So what are some ways that, you know, you can work on building yourself up and preparing yourself for dating even before you're ready to even date? I love this question because this is like a major thing that people don't (laughs) want to talk about. I'm like, no, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So the first thing I say is let's figure out who you are. Let's figure out what do you like? Because a lot of times when you were in this relationship, you took on what the other person liked. So if they like to go Mm -hmm. do, you know, shopping on a Saturday morning, right? You took that on. But do you really like it? Do you like getting up and going shopping or do you not, right? So I really work with people to figure out, okay, what do you like, right? So let's figure out what it is that you actually like. And I do like little mini dates, right? So before you go out with other people, let's practice you just going out by yourself. Because a lot of times that's hard for people Mm. because you may have had a spouse who y'all did everything together, or maybe y'all didn't do everything, but whatever scenario you were in, you did something with this person. So now you're going out by yourself. People are going to probably realize you're now single because if they always saw you with somebody or they just always saw that person. So now you're faced with how do I go outside with somebody new? Like I can't even get to that in my thought process. So let's try going out by yourself first. Um, And that is a really challenging thing. Um, It was challenging for me at first. I remember being like, everybody's going to look at me. They're going to ask me all these questions. Like I was like, I was that person like, I don't want to do this, but it became easier for me because I just said, okay, you have to do it. You have to try. And that's what I did. I went out by myself, went and had dinner and I was like, oh, this is, this is nice. 
I like this. Like I'm figuring out new things about me. I was actually figuring out like, what do I want to eat? You know, and I was trying new things. And so it forced me outside of that. And then it became super easy. So then I was able to like go to the movies by myself and do all these things by myself that I was so accustomed to having someone with me. Um, So that is the, you know, the next thing. But then also, what is it that you're looking for in this person, right? So we don't want to jump out there and date. And then we get someone with like qualities in our, that, that remind us of our ex that we know we didn't like. So we need to figure out like, what is it that we're looking for? Um, what are those qualities? What are those character traits that we're looking for? Um, and so really I work with people through that. And those are like the best things I can say. And then once you've kind of gone through that, let's just get out there, right? It could be on a dating side. Yes. It could be you're hooked up with a friend, like like you know somebody and they know somebody, like whatever that is, let's just try to go out there. It may feel awkward because you're like, I don't even know what to say to people, right? But just you got to jump out there, right? Like nothing will happen if you don't go outside and actually try or go online and try, right? Um, With all these new apps that you can get on now. But you have to at least take one step forward if you actually want to see something on the other side. So that's the biggest tips I can give if you're trying to jump back out there. Um, But definitely just try. If it feels a little awkward for you, you can always come back inside and you know, work on a couple of things and then you can always go back out there, but definitely keep trying. Don't stop just because you don't, you know, it doesn't feel comfortable. Like it's not going to feel comfortable unless you keep doing it. You can't do it one time and say, I'm done. Like, no, you got to keep doing it. If you think about when kids learn how to tie their shoes, right? They can't just stop when they first try. You have to like keep going. Exactly. Just think of it like a little kid. We just have to go back and just try practice tying our shoes again and we'll get back out there. So that's the best thing that I would tell people. <laughs> I love that advice of dating yourself because it's so funny. I went the opposite way. Like mm-hmm. in college, I went to college in New York City and nobody looks at you weird if you're by yourself. There's a lot of people who eat lunch by themselves, dinner by themselves. Um, and then I just got in this habit and then I traveled a lot for work and I would always – I would just go to any restaurant, any movie, and I was cool with going by myself. It was great. Um I really looked forward to it. And then I really started seriously dating people and I lost that. And Mm. I started thinking about it after our pre-call last time where I was like, you know, even though I'm in a relationship, it's okay for me to still go out and date myself and set up these, you know, scenarios where I'm still exploring who I am, celebrating who I am, because you're so right. We get lost in each other, like in our relationships and one another. And so to kind of take a step back and really remember like, oh yeah, who am I? I do like this stuff. This Mm -hmm. is, this is mine. You know, um, I love that. I think that's so important. And even like I said, for, for me in a happy relationship, I'm definitely taking that away from this call as something I want to start doing is just, it doesn't have to be all the time, but to get, to get to, you know, spend time with me. I think that's so important. It is so important. Like I love when people do that because they find new things. They might even find like new stores they never thought about. They're like, I didn't know I liked home goods as much as I do. And I'm like, see, you just go outside by yourself. <laughs> you find out all types of things you like exactly. you didn't even think about. And so I highly recommend it. Um, I tell everybody, like, date yourself. I do it. It's so much fun. I love to people watch. So I'll go places and then I'll just sit oh. and watch like other couples. And I'm always like, hmm. 
oh, I like how, like, I like this or I like that. And I'm like, oh, okay, I, this is nice. So I'm all, I love people watching. I love it. It's so much fun. I can learn a lot that I can then take for myself. So highly recommend it, everybody. If you don't do it, go date yourself. It's so much fun. <laughs> yes. If if you, you listen to this episode and then you went and date yourself, definitely comment on Instagram on the episode and tag me and the love cheerleader. Let us know where you went and what you did. Totally give us some some self-dating ideas. So as we're wrapping up this episode, we've talked about so much. We've talked about heartbreak, getting back out and dating, building our confidence, dating ourselves. Um, but is there anything you feel like I have to tell this the listeners this one last thing before we sign off? Is there anything on your heart that you feel like you want to share? Yes. Um, One big thing I'll tell people is to just choose yourself. Um, That is one of the hardest things that I've worked with people on is choosing themselves. We can have, I've had several conversations with people and they're just like, I just can't do it. I'm like, why? Like, why can't you do this? Like you can do this. Mm -hmm. Like you deserve to choose yourself. Like you are literally blocking because you just don't want to choose yourself. Right. And because you're afraid. And so I tell people all the time, do it scared just do it scared. Like it's so hard to Mm. do it scared though. Um, And sometimes we all have to reinforce, you know, ourselves and say, okay, it's okay to like do it scared, but definitely do it scared. Um, I promise you, like once you do and you choose yourself, the other side of that is so much better. Like the grass is definitely greener. Now it may be a little muddy at first, but I promise you it turns green. (laughs) It turns green. Don't, don't let, don't let anybody tell you that it definitely turns green. I love, love, love that is, that's like my motto for life. Just do it scared because when I really want to do something that's new, I'm always scared, but then Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, but the things that I'm comfortable with now, I used to be scared of before. Mm -hmm. So it's all about just trusting yourself, choosing yourself, getting back out there, um, and and even choosing yourself through the healing process and the grieving process, I think is an important reminder because the way that your friend healed or that your parent healed or your sibling healed, or even that your ex-partner healed mm-hmm. is not the way you have to, right? No. And you can be on your own time. Yes, you can. And don't let anybody yeah. put a deadline on you. Like, you, I have to be healed by Christmas. Like, Why? You don't have to be healed by Christmas. <laughs> like there's nothing that says you have to be healed by Christmas. So take your time. Um, I just caution people like don't don't go slow just to go slow, right? Go slow with intention. Um, right. Let's just not go slow because you're not dealing with it. Let's go slow because you're learning who you are and you're adding these different things while you're in the process. Um, but definitely, you know, take your time. I would rather you take your time and you learn who you are, learn what you're looking for than like, trying to like put a bandaid over the healing process and then it's really not there. (laughs) So don't, I don't want to do that. So that's definitely what I recommend. Totally. Ugh, I love that girl. So, so, so good. Well, tell listeners where they can connect with you, find you, use you as a coach. Um, Where are you at? Absolutely. I am on Instagram um, at The Love Cheerleader on Instagram. You can check out my website, www.thelovetrueleader.com. Um, I'm on Instagram all the time. Feel free to send me a DM. Um, you know, just check in with me. I love to talk with you. Um, I do have a coaching program. So if anybody wants any one-on-one coaching, I'd be more than happy to help you through this process because I know firsthand how it is. So I really want to help people. Um, but that's where you can find me. I have a lot of really cool things coming up. Um, 
I'm going to have my own podcast soon. It's something that everybody's like, we're waiting Yay. on you to talk to everybody. And I'm like, I'm waiting to talk to people too. I want to. So that's something that's coming up really soon. Um, so you'll probably see that probably September. Um, that's something it's like in the works. I have a mic. I have everything I need. So I'm so excited to get that started. And I'm going to also be working on some eBooks really soon. So I have a lot of really fun stuff coming out just to really support people and help them. So I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, love. So awesome, Lenise. Thank you so much for all your advice and time and amazing energy and good fashion. I'm so excited <laughs> to have you here. And um, we'll be staying tuned for your podcast as well. Absolutely. So congratulations thank, on that. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. This was absolutely amazing. And I hope your listeners will, you know, hope, hope they gain something from this and that they actually take heed. So I'm super excited. And thank you again. Yes. Have a good day. Bye, girl. You are the best, Bean Babe. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you love this episode, it would mean so much if you would share it with another Bean Babe or post it on social and tag me at The Beam Life so I can tell you thank you for helping me share the mission. You can also send me a text. Yes, a real text to 323-673-2709 where we can connect outside of the podcast. You can either chat with me one-on-one -on -one or just receive the weekly text I send to beam you up throughout your week. Anyways, it's been fun as always, and I'm honored to be a part of your journey. Until next time, keep beaming, babe.